All right, let me ask you. Who cuts your hair? Yeah, that's a good question. It's either Tyrone or my older brother. Okay, interesting. And it's usually my older brother because he could get it done in 20 minutes. Mm. And he's more available than Tyrone. I see. Wait, so have you ever cut your own hair? No, and I don't want to. <laughs> Why not? So there's different types of hair and different types of haircuts. Sure. The kind of hair I have and the kind of haircut I want is very hard for me to do myself. It's going to be a lot more effort for me to do it than to just to sit down and have them do it. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I don't know how you can get like the backside. Yeah. And there's like accurately. a... Because the hairs like stick out. It's like poofy. Yeah. Versus like the hairs grow downward. So mm. if you make a mistake, that's going to throw the shape off. And you're not just cutting hair with the, the guards. You have to use a comb to like really do my hair. So it takes like some skills. Yeah. And I'm not going to even mess with that. Fair enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. As I've gotten like been more like as I cut hair longer you get pickier on what you're looking for yeah and I won't be satisfied with my own haircut that's what I think because like I'm thinking like you are a barber of like such quality like such a standard that yeah. I think is outdoing most barbers out yeah. there so when someone else does your hair are you ever like I, I could have done better like, does that ever come to mind uh, no I'm not gonna say I could have done better I'm happy I got the haircut sure it's more like I wish they would have done those little things like if mm. i was my like another person that was yeah. with the exact same skills then yeah i could have done better yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but personally myself with my own hands right. i would not do better fair enough dude yeah i went to a point because i started smoking in high school and i was i don't know why i'm, I'm so stupid but i i smoked inside my house uh and like just out my window but in my bedroom and there was this one night where my mom left for the night and i was like okay like i, I probably won't see her tonight and so i just started smoking and then like still through the window through the window yeah i was like oh, i'm good like i'm not gonna see her tonight yeah 30 minutes later she walks through the door uh through like the uh front door and i was like oh my god and i like she, like shut the window yeah i went crazy and then like went to bed. yeah and i like pretend like i was asleep and then my mom comes in like knocks on my door is like so I smell that. <laughs> like, what's going on? And I was like, oh no. So I like opened the door and like, yeah, you know, do the whole like, oh, I was sleeping. Like, what, what's up? What's up? And he was like, you've been smoking tonight? And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> like, and then wow. she was like, you can just stop lying to me right now. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. And then she was like, uh, show me what you're smoking out of. I was like, oh, okay. So I showed her at this like little mini bong that was like red and really cute. And I showed it to her. I was like, there. And she was like, hmm nice bong and she just walks out and that was the end of the conversation i was like oh. <laughs> i was like i think i'm good now like i think i'm okay wow yeah so she was like completely okay with it the, the next day even i found out that she smoked like a week before that with my sister older sister at the time and i was like oh she just oh we're good like, yeah. I was like oh we're fine like this household's completely chill <laughs> i thought my life was over when that door opened i was like i am done like i just started driving i was like that's taken away i'm grounded forever like i can only go to school yeah it's like i'm done for wow but no, no punishment and she was completely yeah perfectly and and she does it and she did it yeah, yeah she doesn't do it. a lot yeah. but yeah she did it that time and so she was like okay like how can I punish this kid if yeah. I'm doing it? Like She whatever. just wanted to see you like kind of. Yeah. See how I react yeah. in a sense. Yeah. And yeah. you did it in the house. You're not supposed to like it yeah. reeks the house. Right. Like 
And I did continue after, which, you know, whatever. Even through the, the window the same, same way. <laughs> it was just easier. I was like, I don't want to go outside. So, Barber. Yes. Of, I would say, world-class standards, but not world-class fame. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think you do a fantastic job. So, he, he did my hair, just so people at home know that. It's been a while since he cut it, but that's it. And I just went to a wedding uh, two days ago. Number one people or number one thing people said to me was something about my hair. Hmm. This dude was obsessed with it. Like he had he had luscious hair too. He had like this whole like shaved half and then a huge like long hair okay. here. Looks sick, silver. Yeah. Oh, looked dope. And he was like, "Hey man, like he was obsessed with my hair. He's like, dude, like who does your hair? Like what's going on here? Wow. Like, like how do you do it? Like how much does it cost? Yeah, he was going that, in. Wow, yeah, that's you know, a lot of questions. Yeah, right? he, just, he just kept going. Like literally yeah. for hours. Like you're just asking me like you know about my hair. He's like, do you color it? And I was like, not all natural. Like no, nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah. And he was obsessed. And I attribute that to you, like my barber, Thank my you. guy. Thank because you. again, Thank like I like I, that's the number one thing people say to me in general. Like when they see me, they're like, dude, your hair like looks really good. And yeah, maybe it's genetic, but I think but, for sure you have a huge but, but but it grows in nicely. Yeah. And I think it is because when I'm cutting it, I'm considering how it's gonna grow out. Yeah. Because it has to look nice, not just while it's short and nicely cut, but it has to like grow in nice. Yeah, that way it still complements your face as is ages. Yeah. I'm so glad you say that, and that's a perfect segue into like my first question. Actually, like here's the thing: is like, it's how many barbers are there? There's thousands of people yeah. that are doing it, right? But there is a difference between like a good barber and a great barber. And I can, I really do consider you like one of the great, uh, the greatest barber I know, like yeah. by a long shot. But I think it's because again, you think of this long term kind of yeah. canvas for a head. Yeah. Rather than I think if you go to like whatever sports clips or something, I don't think they're seeing it that way. They're just kind of seeing it as like a transaction. You're not seeing it as a transaction, no. though. It's really no. a work of art over time. Yeah. And I got I want the relationship. I want the feedback. I want you to tell me how you are experiencing your hair, like from when you're getting the haircut, that experience. And then till you come back again. Yeah. I love that because, again, yeah, I think that that's the difference. Is yeah. It seems like you just care and oh, i didn't yeah. know that was such like a low standard to like overcome but that's what it seems like i mean i don't know how many haircuts i've gotten in my life i'm sure hundreds and yeah ever since i got my haircut at yours i'm like i'm never going to literally anyone else ever again like there's no point like this yeah. guy cares about my hair no other barber once you experience that like it's hard to go back 100 yeah and i will never yeah. like, i just will never do yeah. it yeah even if i move states like I, i'll find someone that like you know cares as much as and, you well, do and and i try to help people with that transition yeah but sometimes it's hard because you kind of got spoiled almost like yes. with that experience. We are spoiled. I can 100% say that with confidence. And like, and that's a good kind of spoiled. There's yeah. like different types of spoiled. That's like one that you sh everybody should like deserves. Yeah. They need that. They need Agreed. to feel good emotionally and like physically yeah. good about that. And again, that comes back to good versus great. Like, yeah. You spoil us. Yeah. That's a great bar. You know what I mean? Someone that yeah. goes out, it's like, man, I can't believe like that happened. Like, and I look great. Like I'm good. And I look great now and I'll look great a month from now. That's the difference. Yeah. Versus I get my hair cut again, literally anywhere else. And it's like, it's good maybe for the week. Yeah. And then very quickly it devolves into like something that doesn't look that great. Yours cuts always look sculpted. Like no matter what yeah. time it takes, it looks sculpted and like yeah. really well done, no matter how long it's been since the haircut. I love that. But so like you guys also helped me with that because that feedback mm. is even if like you you're very easy to be like as like a client, you sit down, you're not like a very picky person. You're you're not going to even like 
just cut my hair. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, you're not very specific. You just want it to look good. Right. And for me, to somebody, that sounds like, oh, this is going to be easy haircut. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more like this just got more complicated. <laughs> I have no direction. <laughs> yeah. So then I start asking you questions right. and I start, okay, the last time you got a haircut, how did you feel about that? Because mm. then now I'm looking at what you had before, how it grew out. And I want to know now this is like my base. Did you like that? Yeah. What did they do right? What did they do wrong? Right. And like that way I know like what direction to head towards. Yeah. I mean, those little things make a difference for me. Dude, simply those little things. I mean, what did that, what did that take you a minute of time to ask those questions? Yeah. But even just asking, I don't even care yeah. if you touch my hair. If you just ask those questions, yeah. I'm coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that is already a level of care that does not happen anywhere else. Yeah. Cause I'm with you. That is a dreams person for any other barber. That's yeah. like, just do whatever. It's like, Oh, good. Like easy. Yeah. This would be so simple. Yeah. yeah I'll be done with it in 20 minutes. You, it is not like that. It'd be like going to a painter and be like, paint me a mural. And you're like, and that's it. And you're like, oh, I have no direction. (laughs) Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, it's like so much more hard to do. And I think of yours literally as a work of art, because again, you want direction, you want feedback, you want something to make it good that they truly love, not just a blanket haircut. And that's just like on the first visit, because like, I don't know you yet. I don't know your hair yet. And even if you don't know like what you want, you, you do know the things that you do like about your hair, what they do naturally and what you don't like that, that happens naturally. And yeah. like, I want to work with those to like that way we have that haircut that complements you the best. I gotcha. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that more, but I want to dive into this first. So like, to me, I'm with you. Like, this makes a lot of sense now that I've seen you do it and you're just doing it often. Yeah. Like every single time it's I come normal. to you, yeah, there's just questions and, it's just, and good questions on like what we're going to do with my hair and so forth. Did it always go like that? Like when you started, did you ask those same questions or was it something you kind of learned throughout and you're like, okay, this isn't working because I'm not getting feedback. I need to like improve at a rapid pace. Like at what point was it like you need to switch on that more personal service or did it always start that way? Well, so like when I, the people that gave me an opportunity to cut their hair, I'm very grateful for because they were like close people that I hung out with and it's like just friends, family kind of deal. Yeah. And yeah. I would hang out with them after the haircut. Oh, so we have no, I don't even know these questions yet, but I'm looking at their hair and trying to figure out what I can do better on the next haircut. So that way, when they sat down, they can tell me like, oh, that was, a, I would just ask them, hey, how was, did you like the haircut? Yeah. That was it. But if they tell me yes, I know like, okay, I can just like change those little things that I saw mm-hmm. when we're hanging out or... I'll change those little things or if we got to go a whole different direction. But did you find it? Cause I would be scared cause I'm in your direction. Like I would do the same thing. I'd ask for feedback. It doesn't matter who that kind of thing. But if they're family and friends, did you ever feel that they were holding back and they're just like, no, 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 that's a good haircut. Like, do you ever feel like that was happening? Did anyone ever lie to you in a sense? Heck no. Cause like if you, if it was a bad haircut, they're not going to let you cut their hair again. Oh, I yeah. see. I see. <laughs> so you, you kind of like behind the scenes, you're like, okay, like sure. They're saying it's good, but I haven't seen them in six months. So yeah. <laughs> how yeah. Good was it yeah really? Where are you at? Like, <laughs> but uh, okay. So what helped me is that I wasn't in it to make any like money. Yeah. I had a, a job. I was working at Target okay. and I was going to barber school. Wait, wait, wait what age was this? Mm, Teenager still or not? No. Um, 18 almost 19 years old okay i just had finished high school Mm -hmm. and i was going to community college and i was working at target okay and i was working at target for a couple years before that gotcha 
And then you got into how, like, how do you get into that? Like, did you always want to do that? And you're like, oh, one day. I've never even thought about cutting hair before. So what, what, that's such an obscure thing to get into out of nowhere. So my brother got a divorce. Okay. He was, I don't know, like, I think it was like a high school sweetheart. Sure. He had four kids, got a divorce, moved in back with our parents. Okay. And he was going to a barber in Mesa. We lived in Phoenix. Okay. And he had to come back over here to Mesa, I mean, to Phoenix. Yeah. And he was like, hey, man, let's go. Let's go here. Let's open up a bar shop. Oh, he come to you with it. He yeah. approached you just out of the blue. In the garage. I remember seeing wow. like in the garage. Weird. What? Yeah. He was just like, this is, this is what we got to do next. Yeah. Wow. And he okay. uh, he's like, I know the guy that will tell you what school to go to. Okay. And like what clippers to buy because he can save you some money. If, you know, you buy the clippers, like where he says versus buying, getting the kit from the school, mm-hmm. they'll discount the cost of the kit. So you only have to pay for like the tuition. Okay. Perfect. So it's not, you're not like really saving money, but you're getting higher quality tools for the same amount of money. I love that. So, but you didn't like zero interest in this really. Like it kind of just sparked up out of nowhere and you're like, let's go for it. Yeah, so I wanted to be a firefighter. So I wanted to oh, service like so human. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> and like, okay, so I got the clippers. I didn't tell my, my mom, my parents, like that I, we were going to be barbers. Because they wanted you to be a firefighter? No, no. I just wanted to be a firefighter because I would had like friends that were police officers sure. and they're the good guys. Yeah. You see a firefighter. Very noble. You, yeah, absolutely. You wave at them. You see a police officer. Yeah, the good guys. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and, not so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I met them through Target. Fair enough. And they were cool. They saw I was a hard worker. And they but why that. why not tell your parents? Why why was that bad? Because that, that sounds good. Because that's me. not college. That's no, not. but it's like a trade school, right? I mean, kind of. It is. Well, a trade I just school. thought. It yeah, it is a trade school. <laughs> I just thought that the, my mom was gonna like. You know, make put, put it down. Yeah. Put it down. I get you. Because my grandpa was a doctor back in his days. Not like an official on paper, but he he had like medication. He was a pharmacy. He would, in the it was a ranch right. and people would come over. Interesting. Okay. He would help. So my dad's dream was somebody to be a doctor in the family. Oh, I see. And they really wanted and, you and to do no, that. No, they just wanted <laughs> one of us to do it. I just knew that if they found out that I wasn't going to go to like yeah, college. one choice. And, yeah, yeah. One, <laughs> one less that didn't do it. Yeah. And uh, so I, I went, I bought my kit. I kept it a secret going to sure. barber school. So that's I'm going hilarious. to barber school. Wait, so you're going to like community college during the day and like barbershop school at night? Like that's in my head. That's what's happening. Uh, well, like- yeah, well, I was out of school by like noon or one, mm. scoring for four days a week, 12 credits yeah. semester. And then Target, I was like working around community college because uh, barber school, they were lenient on when you showed up. You just had to have 1,500 hours. Okay. And they weren't too strict yet. Now that school, like they're strict there. They want yeah. you to go on a certain schedule so you can finish at a certain time. Makes sense. But I still got it done fast. Nice. So I bought the Clippers. I started practicing on like my friends, right, but right. secretly. I wasn't doing it at my parents' house yet because mm. it was at barber school. Or I was going to my friend's house to cut mm. their hair. Right. Because I didn't want them knowing I was cutting hair yet. <laughs> it's so funny that you're saying this. It's like the secret life you're hiding. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just want to cut hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they found out and they were like, oh, you can make a lot of money. I'm like. Oh, it was fine then. Yeah. But I, I didn't know what that meant. A lot oh, of money. Boy. I don't know what a lot of money meant. Sure. I've, I mean, I remember I would be happy with uh, like my two week uh, paycheck. And I, I don't I think I was putting like 20 hours a week into it. Yeah. I was cool with it. I get you. 
So then, okay, so you started, at what point were you like, was it like first day that you're like, I'm going to commit to this? Because you can imagine just going to school, like you don't have to commit to that quite yet, no. right? Like you're getting the equipment, you're trying it out. But at what point were you like, oh, hold on, like I actually like like this, like this is actually kind of cool. I don't think I ever had that. Oh, really? No, I, I just. No fall in love moment, more just like a grind of like perfecting an art. Yeah, because I was. I would watch videos if I was in a school, like anything like community college or barber school working, I was watching YouTube videos and this is the beginning of YouTube. So yeah. there wasn't that many YouTube videos, tutorials on it. I don't think there was really tutorials. It was just like a, a video of somebody cutting hair. Right. And I would rewatch the same video like about 10, 20 times. I have my younger brothers waiting to yeah. use the computer <laughs> like, on, and we're on dial-up internet. <laughs> so like I loaded the whole video. I'm not yeah. going to watch another video. because yeah, I go back. Yeah, it's going to take a long time to load. That's so funny. We had AOL. Of course. Now, and, was it like tutorials or was it more just like you're seeing it happen and that's that's the video? They're, they're getting close-up shots, but they're not really talking about what they're doing. So okay. you have to just kind of watch. And learn yourself. Yeah, sense, if yeah. you wanted to learn... You had to buy these DVDs that other barbers like were selling, and I bought them. Oh my god, dude! And I Early was like, days of internet. I totally forget like what that was like. Where you write DVDs? Yeah. yeah, you had to like buy a CD and yeah. plug it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what made it cool is that one of my coworkers, he worked at Target yeah. uh, within the Starbucks area. Yeah. His name's Jeremy. He was cool about it. He was like, yeah, come out here. He found out. He was like, yeah, I'll let you come out here. Wow. It's easy. Don't, you know, I'm not going to be that picky. Sure. And then, so I started cutting his hair weekly and then it became twice a week. Wow. And. That's a lot. To go. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to practice. <laughs> yeah, and course, and he started out. letting me do like designs or just lines in his hair. Mm. And he was really, really cool about it, man. He'll show me a picture. He's that. like, try it, and wow. people he, started. He your mannequin head. In his yeah, eyes. he yeah. was, and we'll be out there to like. Okay, so now I had I already moved out. It's like six months after I started school. I think I had moved out. Yeah, my brother and I moved out of the house, and now I'm like kind of free to like cut hair, and like, right. and I would free be to. It's so funny that you're saying it like this. <laughs> well, because I didn't have space to cut hair at my parents' house. And right, right. When I did start like open about it, I would be cutting hair outside in the front yard. And I'm losing daylight. Yeah. So now I'm inside the house and have a light. It was a laundry room, but we didn't have the laundry in there. Gotcha. The machines. And I would be out, like, cutting hair till like four in the morning. Wow. That's amazing. It's, it's, so here's what strikes me about you specifically. Like you're a barber. Sure. But I really think that's just a title. Like you're like, how do I say this? Like you're a student. Like you're, you're a grinder. Yeah. Like you're a hustler to me. I truly think no matter what endeavor you would have been a part of. You would have just researched it to, to death, you know what I mean, yeah. and then got good at it. Doesn't yeah. matter what it is; it could have been as mundane as like sewing. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, yeah. You would have. I become in. obsessed. With yeah. It. And so I kind of want to say, like, what would you have done if it wasn't for Barbara? Because it truly, it just seems like you had it was anything. Like you were an open kind of source, yeah. and then they're just like, here, let's throw them at Barber, and then yeah. like, and that's what it, you did. Yeah. But like, is there anything that you like? Oh man, like like what if I did this and like really try to grind it as hard as like cutting hair. No, that, is there anything that comes? No, to not no, no. I would not want to do anything else. Trade my time for something like yeah, like financially. Then just cut. I like cutting hair. I okay. I like cutting hair. I like maybe people look good, but I like the relationship part. Yeah, that's like the main the people part, part now. Yeah, yeah. the interpersonal. Because even at Target, I could, I wanted to get as many hours as I could. I liked hanging. Some people waited my line just to come. Like, oh, I love that. 
Yeah. I was because it was easy. I'll ask them how the day was as simple as that. Yeah. I, I feel the same way about like serving. You know what I mean? Like yeah. serving at a restaurant, same deal. It's like I love the interpersonal relations of it all. Yeah. Like talking to strangers. It's kind of nice. Like it just, yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice. Like you get to hear all these stories, all these different p- kind of people come near you. And I kind of like that in a job where it's like an office gig. It, it doesn't really happen that much. Yeah. You can talk to your teammates. Sure. And like other people in the company, but that's kind of it. Like you don't hear like strangers from all walks of life yeah. coming in. It's like, you know, and I, I really like yeah. that. I like hearing like world travels from, from like, you know, elderly people or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just nice. So then, like what you mentioned earlier, how that guy was becoming like obsessed by asking about the haircuts, that started happening. And I think that's what like became like, okay, I got to, I'm going to make this guy look good. If somebody gave him a compliment, that's awesome. Yeah. And then you try harder to make that better, like all the time. Do you feel like when you cut hair, it's like that's your hair in a sense, as in like you have some kind of ownership of that hair? It's like I did that. And it's like if someone compliments it, like you feel the like it's kind of reverberated. Yeah, yeah. they don't even have to tell me. They could just tell them. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Because I would feel the same thing. I'm sure. Right. If I was cut someone's hair and then someone else complimented their hair to them, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like that's also me, though. (laughs) Yeah. That's his hair. But I did that. And like also like if they went somewhere else, I'm like, I had it perfect. Yeah, you're going to mess like, it up. <laughs> yeah. I've done that because like I have went to someone else before you because I had to. Yeah, I yeah. remember I think I was going to Vegas. And, and I totally understand it. I'm yeah. like, but again, messed it up. Completely messed yeah. it up. And I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I had to do it. So I had no yeah. choice. But yeah, completely messed it up. And you had to like re-sculpt again. And it took like kind of like, you know, weeks of yeah. cutting it, hair. But it's it's it fine. Happens. Yeah, it's fine. It happens. Well, different. Like our my, my schedule is just so busy that. I'm okay with like if somebody has to do that like once or twice because yeah. we have to like line back up again. Right. I'm not like I wonder where that person's at because I know when people are missing. Yeah. <laughs> I know like their haircut. I'm gonna remember our conversations and I and I'm gonna check the last appointment you had just to verify <laughs> that it, it it has been longer than usual. Yeah, it's like buddy, it's been eight weeks. Like where yeah. are we at? Like, what's yeah. happening here? That's so funny. Do you text people if they don't show up? Yeah. If you have that kind of relationship, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, if you if I like okay, if you come in every two weeks, and it's been six weeks now. Yeah. You're like, hey, what's up? Uh, where, where you at? Like, what happened here? Yeah. Did you move? Yeah, like, yeah. did something happen that you weren't happy with? Like that? Like. I want to know, like, yeah. if I did something to offend you or like, you weren't happy with the service I provided, I want to know that. Because, yeah. like, I do care about, like, how people feel about that. Yeah. And you truly do. Yeah. Like, it's not even a small thing. Because, again, I think that's such a – at this point now going to you, that, is, that seems like just a standard. Yeah. You should just care about their work, but they don't. And so, yeah, I'm with you. It's like if someone doesn't show up, maybe they won't even reach out to them. But you like actually yeah, care, no. not even just about them coming in for like yeah. a financial thing. Yeah. You care because it's like, we're, like, we're, like what happened? Like, yeah. Where are you? Did I do What's something? Yeah, like, <laughs> what? Did I offend you? Like, are you yeah. somewhere else? Like, what is going on with you? I love that because, again, that really comes down to being like a good versus great anything. It's just that level of care and personal service and, that and you like, provide. And, for, and respecting their time. It's yeah. like if let's say they came during their lunchtime and I, I'm, I'm only appointments. Yeah. And you were relying on me to finish with that last haircut by the time you got there and so you could get back to your job. Right. I feel so bad. It'll, it'll eat me up the whole day. Like, yeah. I would drive home and I'm driving, reflecting on like how I couldn't 
been better. Like <laughs> you actually feel that. Yeah. I love that. Again, dude, that's why people come back to you. I'm sure you're, I don't know what your return rate. I've got, it's gotta be like 90 plus percent. Like there's no I don't, way. I don't have a statistic, but I, I have been keeping track of this on the Excel sheet now. Okay. So like now I'm you're like, getting some numbers. I'm, yeah. yeah. You're like, okay. I'm learning how to use it, but I, I do have the, the information. That's so funny. Yeah. All right, here, let's take a quick break okay. and come back. All right. Yeah, we're good. Okay, cheers. Cool. There we go. It's going to be like, yeah, I agree with you. Some continuity error with the Starbucks here. We took a break. Eh, we're fine. I didn't think about continuity more. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we're I, fine. Uh, okay, so here's, so we, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, we were just talking about like, uh, like just now, just with the pricing. So you're saying when you first started, like you started um, charging people $3, it was at first free and then you're charging $3 and you're very timid and like kind of scared about that, right? Yeah. I'd say that's kind of been going on like till now, right? Still to this day. Still, like you're kind of a little nervous about pricing and I think that's a very common thing for like, you know, hairdressers, barbers, people, personal servers, dermatologists, masseuse, you know what I mean? Like every of those people are scared about price raising. I'm kind of curious on like from your perspective who had to actually do it, like where does that fear come from, right? And then how did you like overcome raising prices? I don't know if I necessarily have that figured out as far as understanding where it comes from. Mm -hmm. But I do know that every time I've done it, it's never been a bad thing. Yeah. It's only been a positive thing. 100%. Because I think if you do something of service that's quality – you should get paid for that quality, like 100%, right? Yes. I guess where people go wrong is like, yeah, where, like, how do you price quality? It's not something that's like a tangible, empirical thing, right? Yeah. This haircut isn't going to be liked by this number of people. And so what is that worth per <laughs> dollar? Yeah. I think what helped me, though, is having a very strong foundation of like how many clients I have. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. So like, yeah, people don't know, but you're like schedule like we book for you like three or four weeks out right now it's uh -huh. booked up like, yeah you can't get to you like if you want to get cut by you this week and you don't have an appointment no you can't no. Like, it's just not gonna happen yeah so having that clientele is that what you're saying like having a full uh schedule every single day because every well because well, every time you change anything especially prices mm -hmm. there's my fear of like what if i lose clients of course but like my buffer is that I have so many clients. Yeah. You have a ton. I mean, the fact that you were scheduled weeks out, I mean, that's. Yeah. That I have people calling me, yeah. texting me that they'll pay me more money. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's I a good place stay. to be in where it's like, yeah, if you got hundreds of people, then even if you lose 20% of them, it doesn't matter because if you raise your prices 20%, that's covered. And I, I must, I could have lost 20%, but my schedule still full 100%. Still yeah. So it's not like I'm losing, like I'm having twenty percent opening now. It's right. not like that. Yeah, I love that. And I think I think honestly, people of that stature as well, not just like barbers, but again, like all those other professions that are just them. I don't even know what that personal services. Let's yeah, call yeah. it. Yeah, they need to do that. Like I think that's perfectly fine. If your schedule is filled up, that means your time is now undervalued by your price, mm -hmm. and so you need to match that, or else what's the point of this? Right, you're capping yourself. Yeah. In such a large portion. So it's like there's no reason not to up the prices because maybe even if you lose half the people, like if your schedule is still full, then like who cares? Like it doesn't yeah. matter. And so I'm with you. But I think I think I'm with you obviously there because it is scary. Yeah. What if you do lose all your clients? Yeah. What if like 100%. you have the audacity mm -hmm. 
to charge me more money for something yeah. like that is actually way more quality than what I'm paying for. Well, cause I've never, every time like I've raised it, I've never felt like, well, let them go somewhere else. Like, no, cause to yeah. me, they've been very valuable and I've appreciated that they supported me yeah. for that long. Like there's some people that have been cutting their hair for 11 years. Yeah. And I still cut those people's hair to this day. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, yeah, I'm, and it would be terrible if that, you know, relationship was severed because of a price tag. Yeah. And I'm saying it won't be like, there's just yeah. no chance of that. Yeah. Like that just won't, it doesn't happen. Like it, I don't go to you and like, oh, you're my barber. It's like, I'm going to see Oscar. I'm going to yeah. see my friend. Like yeah. he's, he's the guy. And but he also just cuts my hair. Like yeah, that is yeah. just a nice little byproduct. But truly when I do see you, it is like just catching up with a friend. Yeah. That's what it feels like. You know, like. you're going to just, you don't even have to explain your haircut. Mm -hmm. you, you just oh come. my god dude i i gotta tell you that is like the best thing about you is i walk in and we don't talk about hair yeah <laughs> i walk in i sit down and it's good like we're just going like we, we kind of pick up from where we left off from the yeah. last haircut exactly there's something like you feel like a vip walking into a place you know what i mean there's this time when i like went to chipotle every single day for lunch and over time i didn't have to say a word to them about my order i just walk in they start wow. making it and there's something about that. You just feel so on yeah. top of the world. You're like, oh, like this is why I come. And here. it's like, smoother it. too. So smooth. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to go through that kind of like rigidity of like, you know, I want yes. this and this and this and this. And we're not talking like humans, you know, I want to come sit down in your chair and let's talk about life and you're going to yeah. cut my hair. And that's just kind of a byproduct. Yeah. And I'm also going to learn from what you experience in life. I've, yeah. Like that's I want to learn from you. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm not yeah. special in that regard that most of your clients are that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Even like the kids as they're growing up. Yeah. I'm kind of hearing them. I love that. And I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I kind of go back to serving where is that personal service. Again, you learn from people. That's yeah. the best thing about the job or yeah. the work that you do is like you're learning all the time about very different like aspects of the world. And I love yeah. that. So like, what was the, did you had another question? Uh, I don't remember where we were, to be honest. The, the, so the price raising. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for that, so like, I wanted to talk a little bit more about, so the price raising, I think is a huge aspect, but we're kind of jumping ahead, right? We're right now, you're filled up, right? Your schedule's full 100% mm -hmm. of the time, weeks out. It wasn't always like that though. So no. I want to say like, going back to like just beginning, for me, let's say, let's say I wanted to drop everything and become a barber. Like if I wanted to do that, like okay. going back, like what would your advice be in a sense to someone who's just starting out? I like, would say don't drop everything. <laughs> Do it on the side, <laughs> chill out, yeah, relax for a second. I would say like drop part of it. So mm -hmm. that way you have at least some, because there's a financial aspect of it. If you, you're not able to support yourself, mm -hmm. you have to find a way to at least have some money come in to pay for your life, yep. you know, food, where you live. There's nothing free unless you have the luxury of going back to your parents yeah. <laughs> where your life can be completely free again right. and you just have to just do this one thing mm -hmm. so you can't drop everything and uh make sure that you maximize most of your time that you have to that but how do you do that because i mean that's obviously easier said than done did you go to you went to school immediately would maybe a decent strategy be like learn everything you can on like YouTube first, that kind of thing? Maybe get everything you can out of free resources, then kind of pay for stuff? Or I guess that can't happen because so, you need tools. You so know? what happens with barbers is if they do that route, then they start cutting hair. And sometimes they never make it to barber school and they never mm. get their license. Okay. So like getting your license, it's not just about, oh, you can cut hair now. You're official. It's. It's like the sanitation. You got to have like those basic things that 
and you get inspected, there's a certain minimum standard. No. Okay. They're going to come in randomly. They're going to check your station, make sure right. it's clean because you are serving the public. Yeah. So your haircuts could be the highest quality, but you got to make sure that your sanitation is also in that same par to your haircuts. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I mean, looking back at your own kind of journey, is there anything that if you could go back and like kind of maybe quicken the process, like what would that look yeah, like? Yeah, not be so scared of like jumping every time I made those financial jumps. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> I feel like I've always delayed them. Because yeah. there's this like thing where uh, I forgot which barber it is. I think his name's Ivan Zoot. Yeah. He's like kind of like an OG with mm-hmm. like the barbering. He has like Guinness World Record and oh, stuff wow. like that. Yeah. Like, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. And um, he has this thing where like if you're booked up, now I might mis- be misquoting it, but I think if you're booked up 80% of the time for eight weeks, six weeks, eight okay. weeks, you know, the, the, that time frame yeah. that he says, then it's time to raise your price up. Yeah, that makes sense to me, 100%. And it's not like a lot. It's not dramatic. It's mm-hmm. like a 5%. Increase, like nothing nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah so you just kind of. Gotcha. Yeah, that's not that bad, right? I mean, if it was like a $20 haircut, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. That's nothing. Like, yeah. You just kind of do that over time. And yeah, I agree with you. Like uh-uh. these kind of in- dramatic increases, like if you double your price, you might lose a lot yeah. more people rather than incrementally over like six months. You just do 5%, 5%, 5%. Yeah. Just kind of go from there. So so maybe like now that I've been putting some more thought is why it's so hard for me to raise the prices up is because I didn't start cutting hair because I wanted to like make like six figures right. or nothing like that i was working at target i had some money coming in i had a paycheck still i can pay for my life yeah. and i just happened to be able to cut hair and go to barber school right. and that wasn't the you know the foundation of like why yeah. i started cutting hair i get you so it wasn't like the objective wasn't just go make perfectly money. financial yeah it yeah. wasn't like that it was Again, like you can see in your work, and I think that's what separates you from everyone else is that like it seems like you do it because genuinely like doing yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you like being there. Yeah, and the day. people. Yeah, and I'm sure like you know the financial part of it is an aspect. I'm mm-hmm. sure, but also the time of it, which is huge, which I think is the biggest thing when it comes to personal services and people working for themselves rather than working for like a boss. That's huge. Like if you can control yeah. your schedule completely, obviously there is limitations. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just control your schedule completely. You have yeah. to like adhere to certain like standards and so yeah. forth. But if you did want to take a week off, you could do that. There's no one telling you you have to stay yeah. here. No, I kind of like that. I can do that now. And I can do that now that I have appointments. Before, yeah. my life was completely different before appointments. Yeah. I didn't even want to do appointments mm-hmm. at first. I was forced to do it. Right. I don't know if you Why know. Why though? Because we were, same, same problem I still have now. I um, was always too busy. Okay. And we're losing clients Yeah, that were sitting in their chair. You come in, say, example, a Saturday. Mm-hmm. We opened up at 9. People were out there waiting at 7 a.m. Mm. Before I even got there so they can be first in line. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And to the point where people, then people started getting there at 6 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you, you're going to get there at 7, never getting there at 7, not knowing how it works. Yeah. You get there at 7 thinking, yes, I'm here two hours early. I'm about to beat everybody. And somebody's out there already waiting. Yeah, the people are camping from last yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <clears throat> Understood. So we started losing clients. 
like you know how you said I'm I'm booked up. You can't get me that same week. Yeah. Well, if you came in on that Saturday, you're gonna be there for at least three hours. Oh wow! At least. Jeez, three hours plus three your hours. haircut. Yeah, yeah, that's that's long. Rather yeah. than your thirty minute appointments, where it's yeah. like you just come in, you're good, sit down, let's go. Yeah, it's so much easier. Keep it moving. You're you can plan now. Yeah. Back then, you knew your Saturday was gonna be like gone. Mm-hmm. Getting a haircut. I see. Now, I think like the standard, at least in my mind, what makes sense to me is you work in a like, you know, if you're like a salon or a barbershop, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, collect clients and then you go out on your own. Is that like the standard? That just makes sense to me. Is that the way to do it? Or do you think there's like a better way at it in a sense? Could you just go at it alone or is it best to like start at a physical location? That kind of thing. It depends on the person. Okay. Like, what'd you do? I worked at a barbershop. For how long? I mean, I, years, years and years. So when like when we opened up the barbershop, I was only cutting hair for like a year and a half, I think. Oh, really? But, but you're saying your own place, right? Yeah. Right, right. But like for people that can go into like someone else's place in a sense, right? That don't own the place. Mm-hmm. Did you do that or no? Yeah, I was cutting hair for a year and a half before my okay. brother and I at, a, at an actual barbershop. And then you went here and you just did it on your own. Yeah, because... Uh, that was always the goal is to open up a barbershop one day. Of course. Because his idea, and I thought, it, I was actually kind of skeptical at first. I asked him, how much do you think this is going to cost? <laughs> I had some money saved up. Yeah. and A big financial decision, mind you. I mean, yeah. open up a barbershop's no small feats. I mean, that Well, not just of- that, even just paying for barber school. Yeah, that's it. Before that. Right. And I think I paid $6,000. Okay. For that, for school, yeah, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't. That you didn't get like no loan, like it was right. you had to yeah. pay out of pocket. And if you're not done paying, even though you have all your hours, he's not going to turn those hours in to the state until yeah. he gets. Because then, what's stopping you from paying him now? Nothing. Right, exactly. I see. So then you open up your barbershop, do it. No small feat. I mean that. No, it's scary. Been, it was that scary. must have been very scary. Yeah, a lot of this has been like scary actually. Yeah. I mean, going at something, anything alone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no like real set path for you. No, that's the thing. And we didn't know too many barbers that has done that or that were busy or like that made a a good amount of money or that there was nobody that says, hey, I've done this here. Take you under the wing like a mentor. Like, yeah, no mentors for you. Yeah. It was just no trial and error. So the only thing that did help was be a workhorse. Yeah, grind it out. Yeah, grind it out, and and all every that kind of carries everything else. Like you can make mistakes of, and the buffer always create enough buffer. So like when you make mistakes, they're just kind of hiccups. I see. I see. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's not what I advise everybody else to do because not everybody can be a workhorse. Yeah, or should be a workhorse. Yeah, I just know that that's what. That's what you've been doing. That's what that's I've been doing. That's your entire life. Like, I know it for a yeah. fact. I don't even, I've known you, or I yeah. haven't known you your entire life, but I know for a fact that's just yeah. what you do. It's like, yep. get it in the work, that it'll, yep. it'll work. Like, yep. in the end, it'll, that'll be because of the grind, yeah. the hustle. And I got, even when I go on vacation, I don't get paid PTO, but guess what? I'm doing, I'm going in on my days off now before I even go on my vacation right. to already make up the haircuts that I'm going to miss out on. So that's yeah. like my PTO now. Fair enough. And I think that's what's missing yeah. in, in most people's work ethic right now, especially when you got like personal services, again, mm-hmm. trying to be your own boss in general, no matter what you're doing, like you got to sometimes you just have to grind it out. It's yeah. all in the work. Yeah. 
But so with that, like, how long did it take for you to kind of realize, like, to get booked up in a sense? Like, you opened up the barbershop and how long, how many months, years after you're like, okay, this is actually, like, working perfectly now? I've never, like, woken up and said, heck yeah, it's working perfectly. <laughs> it's always been me. <laughs> it, it, just, it just happened. So I remember when I was in Avondale, I was working in a barbershop in Avondale. Mm. Schedule was Wednesday through Sunday. And sometimes you're sitting there and you're waiting for people to come. Yeah. That must be really scary too. Yes. But there uh, have been days where nothing has happened at all back then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's where that whole grind thing. So I remember I did the math. I'm like, okay, I need at least five haircuts or, or five. Yeah. Let's just say five haircuts in a day to at least make this much money. Yeah. And then it'll be okay. Mm. So those days where you're not doing that much yeah. haircuts. And if that day, like one, like on Tuesday came and it was like 10 people, no, I know I covered two days already. Yeah, I got and you. If to, and if Wednesday came and I already covered two days and I did five more, now I'm a whole day ahead. Right, right. I love that. And cool. like I've always thought like that. Yeah. I think that's the right way to, to look at it too. But did you do any like I don't know advertising or anything like that, or is it just all word of mouth? Uh, I mean, it, you're doing the basic social media like Instagram yeah. before we even was being used that way. I remember I was just posting my haircuts on yeah. Instagram, and when we opened up the barbershop, or even like at the barbershop in Avondale, I remember we po- like we printed out posters or flyers, sure. and I went to like the Foot City across the street. Yeah, yeah. And I tap people on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, wow. here's a here's a poster. I just moved I, I moved here to Avondale. Yeah. I cut hair across the street right there. Come, you know, you check me out. Me. Come see me. Wow. And I did that the same thing at the barbershop. I remember walking through the whole neighborhood. Wow. And just like yeah. putting all the flyers up at the houses. Oh, and I'll knock on the door first. Nobody opened. I just left it there. Yeah, fair enough. Damn, dude. Yeah, hustle. The yeah. definition of hustle. Yeah, but you just gotta go. But we don't know if we were doing that right or wrong. It just felt like we got we had to do that. It seems like I mean, it seems like I don't know what your quality of haircuts were back then, but if it's even near the quality it is now, like you just need people in the door because yeah. once they have one yeah. haircut with you, they're not going anywhere yeah. else. You know what I mean? So you just need people to walk in. However, you do that yep. doesn't really matter to yeah. me. Like as long as they sit in that chair once, you're yep. they're hooked. Like, yeah, and and it's like one of those like ret- like what you said earlier, like what. Your return rate, I guess, of yeah. like people coming in, like, mm-hmm. like when you cut their hair once, what's the chances of them coming back? Yeah, not just like repeat or like how like how many clients you have now or when you change. Like when you cut their hair one time, are they gonna come back? Yeah, and I guarantee with you, because again, it's at such quality, they would. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, they would. They would if they can adapt to my schedule now. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Now. 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 now right. Now. Which is a good spot for you to be in. Yeah. Again, great spot. And I, I didn't know that that was like lacking though, the quality of what people needed. Like how you said, like if somebody comes in and I cut their hair and you got a great experience, I didn't know if that was something that people were looking for. That's just something I was providing. Yeah. On that. accident too. I just wanted to do my best work. Makes sense to me. Yeah. I love that. Well, here's, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So being a barber. Okay. Here's what I thought. Does that change your outlook on like life as in like your day to day? Here's what I'm thinking. Like, yes, you're working right, eight to 10 hours a day, that kind of thing. It's all about hair, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Outside of that, like just walking around town, that kind of thing. Are you looking at hair? Like, does it influence your day-to-day outside of work in any way? It used to. Okay. Not anymore. Why not? You just kind of turn that off now or what? Because 
I was knew I couldn't hear at some point and my haircuts weren't the greatest. So like if I see somebody's hair and it doesn't look the best or too high, I would like it. I'm not going to judge or criticize that person's hair because what if it's somebody like me when I started? Fair enough. So like I don't want to. But if they're asked to ask my opinion, I'll just ask them, are you happy with the haircut? Mm -hmm. You feel like that person's improving. If they are, then cool. Like it doesn't matter how right. I feel about this haircut right now. Yeah. That's really interesting. And it kind of sparks a question to me where it's like, why, like, I guess, why care so much about hair? Because I think most, nah, maybe not most, I, it's like half and half to me. Guys either really care about the hair mm -hmm. or they really don't. Like, in your opinion, as someone who's like pretty much devoted more, like, probably more than half their life in yeah. a sense to hair, why is it like such a great thing? Like, why should people spend so much time? Why should I get a haircut every single week? Like, why should I just keep it perfect? Or not every single week, but just like regularly, like yeah. have a place to go to. Yeah. It's like going to the doctor. Like you need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> like you, like that's something you should do. Not everybody does either. Very true. But that's if you do, point. you know that you're going to be healthier. You're going to figure things out before they happen or. You know, you live longer. And, and this one is more like you're going to live happier. Yeah. If you have somebody that does care about you, let's say everything else could be going wrong. At least when you go there, it's going to not, like you kind of can fade that away. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so authentic and genuine. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so nice. And I agree with you. Like, I'm with you 100%. Like, I try to keep my hair looking great because, again, it's worth the whatever price you're charging to whatever barber you're going to. Yeah have those compliments like at the later yeah. end and it sounds a little bit vain and egotistical but it's not it's really just like something you're proud yeah. of in a sense and you're like yeah like i i know a guy like he did this to me and like i'm yeah. getting real world compliments out of strangers that are like, it's not just you feeling good about it other people are now like looking at a you part of this thing yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah because it is very different because you know a haircut when it's very specialized and very like great yeah. versus something you just again got at like sports clubs for like 10 bucks right it's a easy difference you can mm -hmm. night well, day sometimes though you don't know the difference is too you've experienced it yeah very true as well 100 percent. and there are people too that i walk in uh, i i come across in life where it's like they have great hair yeah not a great barber uh -huh. and i'm like man like, I like so so, so then that's when i that's when that that switch turns on yeah it's like now i'm like i mean i wish i can cut that person's hair <laughs> See, that's how yeah. I would go at it too, because yeah. I'm, I'm the same exact way with those kind of things. Like, as soon as I start something, I see it everywhere yeah. in life. And I'm like, oh, man. like so, so, that used to happen. Like, But now I just want to focus on the relationship part. So, that's what changed me. Like, with barbering, what provided for me was more like, I understand people more now. Like, it wasn't yeah. just, it's not just about me and how I think or how I feel. More like, I just want to understand others too. I love that. Do you think you were like a different person, character, like before starting this journey and then where you're at now? Yeah. Like, do you see yourself as maybe kinder or a little bit more genuine? Yeah. I was, I, I think I was more self-centered before. Mm. Why I, is that? Why Why is that? Like, here's, here, here, I have a theory on it. I think it's because of the grind. I think it's truly because you had to work at something and suffer at something so long. It just makes you into a better person overall. Do you agree with that or no? Yeah. Because then you can relate to other people that are like that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It, it really doesn't matter what's kind of yeah. suffering. It, like, you see it in someone's eyes. Yeah. Like when it's like they suffered or trained or prepared to like get to where they are now and they went through something. Like you see that in a person and it truly does influence them yeah. as a character or as a personality or as a yeah. you know, genuine soul on earth. Like that's just what it is. So like 
I think what also makes your relationship better with a person that does grind, like now you're a grinder and I'm a grinder at cutting hair. Yeah. Like we both respect each other. Yes. Like it's like a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Two different know. areas in work, but it's strange, but like that, that is how it is. Like it doesn't matter what it is. It's something yeah. like, it's like a sufferer's club. You know what I mean? Like you do this grind, huh. you train, you like, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be anything. It doesn't matter. But you know when the person is truly grinded for something or hustled for it because there's something in them. Like there's something and, and about then, it. And then also like them like jumping to the, like every time it's been scary and they jump. It's like if you skydive. Yeah. And then you you find land on the ground and you're like, oh, that was scary, but yeah. that was cool. And then you meet somebody else that's done it yeah and there's this yeah bond. You guys are i don't cool. know i don't know yeah. why like i don't know what it is what kind of connection yeah. there is but yeah going through something difficult connects you with other people that went through something difficult yeah. like it doesn't matter it's yeah. very strange but i that's my theory on it but maybe you you had a, a different process in mind like why were you different pre being a, a great barber versus current days because to me it's more about the relationship and in order for me to improve relationships it has to not be about me interesting okay so you think because like you interacted with so many strangers over time that you kind of have to adapt to everything you know what i mean uh, and then over you just kind of become that more fundamentally authentic person well because i started reading books and not nothing to do with barbering okay like, like what kind of books? how to win friends and influence people oh, okay, by Dale gotcha. carnegie yeah very absolutely. basic book everybody should read mm-hmm. and you're going to get out of that book, whatever it is that you're looking for. So I've yep. read that book a couple of times and you're going to figure something else out. Yeah. Those kind of books do do that where it's like I have read. Uh, well, I read that book as well many times in my life. But yeah, those books at different times in your life, different chapters. Yeah. Mean something. Yeah. Very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it helps you. It just helps you no matter where you are in life. Like it kind of influences where you're at. Yeah. I see. So do you, you're kind of saying exposure to people is really what kind of sparked this change in you in a sense exposure to people and wanting to have a high quality lifestyle yeah because i want great people around me so in order for that to happen i have to improve myself yeah wow i mean not a lot of people think that way let me tell you right now but i'm glad you do because i think the same thing is like if you want your circumstances to change with everyone else you have to change yourself like that's truly instead of blaming it on other people it has to start with you yeah that's the easy way out, yeah. honestly. It's just like, oh, it's all circumstantial. Oh, woe is me. Like, so yeah. easy to go into that yeah. kind of rabbit hole. But it's so much more difficult to be like, this, even if it's not completely out of your control, this happened because of me. Yeah. I'm responsible for it. How do I not have that happen again? And at the end of the day, like, it's, for me, it's always my fault if something happened. If I'm in a situation, even if I had no control over it, of what that thing happened, it's still my fault because I put myself there. Yeah. Yeah, you're involved in one way or another. You yeah. influence the situation one yeah. way or another. Yeah, and, and that's that how you take responsibility and improve it next time. So yeah. if you're around like a crowd that's like up to no good, but you're not doing nothing bad, but you're still associated with them. Yeah. So I don't want to be around that. So I just start doing something else. You got to be aware of that, though. Yeah. And not many people are, sadly. I think a little bit more people need to be self-aware, simply yeah. self-aware. Not even just of yourself, but of your surroundings and what that means for you and your psyche. I don't think that happens a lot in people's minds, which is upsetting. So, like, I, I want, like, oh, like I wanted to improve, you know, like the friends I had, quality of life. So I got to start with myself, but I also like want to find somebody that is also going to be a high quality individual, like yeah. for like partnership. So I got to do that for myself first, and then find somebody that's like that or that wants to improve their life too. Yeah, and then. 
you're gonna have kids one day and you want that to just keep getting better and better yeah and uh if you if you're always gonna blame other people and never gonna take ownership of those things, you're never gonna get better. hundred percent, you're not. Yeah, and it's so easy to have a life like that where you don't do that. You don't take responsibility. It's so yeah. easy nowadays to just kind of because it is the easiest it's ever been to just survive. So it's whatever. But again, to have a life that's fulfilling. Yeah, like a truly. I don't. Even, I don't want to say the word happy, but that an enjoyable life, something yeah. that like you f- fulfills you with actual goodness. You have to have that responsibility on yourself or it's not going to yeah. ever be that. It's going to be a life of distraction. It's going to be a life of that. You know what I mean? It's just doing. Wondering why thing. life sucks or why things happen or. Yeah. How do you not know why your life sucks? You know what I mean? You yeah. know, like it's in there. You just have to yeah. find the answer. Like you can do it. It's but it has hard. to come from yourself because if other people are telling you you're not wanting to change or improve, you're not going to. You're going to just say they're wrong. And I, I, think, yeah. I think this all comes back to, again, the grind mindset. I think you and I believe this yeah. because we go through something that's hard and train and yeah. prepare. But if someone that has never done that, I think it's very easy to be like, the world is against me. Like, yeah. It's very easy because they never had to achieve anything themselves truly. So so like those barbers that like quit cutting hair because yeah. they weren't making any money is because I think that they didn't have certain formulas that yeah. like made it better. Like the, the, at least like a temporary grind to build your foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes you like go too fast at those things, mm-hmm. wanting to improve yourself. It, Cause you could be the best barber in the world. If you don't know how to treat people good and you're doing this for the wrong reasons, it's only going to like grow so much. Yeah. And, you're, and, and you want to attract high quality individuals. Right. 100 percent. yeah I'm, I'm with you it's that's what it seems like that's what is needed yeah. again it's like the people that quit early yeah i think yeah i'm with you they did, probably didn't have the right formula and they quit early and i guarantee it's very easy for them to be like well the clients didn't come in and put yeah it on it's them. too slow yeah like yeah whatever i couldn't get the word out yep. you know whatever it is so, like it's so easy to so put it goes on, back to that again yeah on anything else they'll, they'll blame it on anything external yep. but the last person they'll blame is themselves yeah that's, that's just so easy not to do that because because if somebody like comes in and they don't like their haircut after i cut it this is how I would take it is if they didn't like the haircut, it's because I didn't ask enough questions. Right. I didn't like approach this the right way. I didn't understand them. So, right. so I got to ask a better question. They're a picky customer, not because of them. Uh, even if they are, even if they are picky, I have so many picky clients and that's not a bad thing. Right. Because I, to me, like after a couple of times, they just sit in the chair now because yeah. I've satisfied what they're looking for. And that's why they're so picky. And I actually like that they're picky because then I know they're not going to go anywhere else. <laughs> that's very true. I yeah. got them. Like yeah, they know go. if they sit down in my chair, I'm going to hook them up. Yeah. I'm with you there. I love that. So like, it's not like, I don't view that as negative. I think people view picky. Now there's like annoying. There's a difference between like picky is like knowing what you want, but being annoying is something else. Right. That's two different things. I agree with that hundred percent. And yeah, on that same vein, actually, I kind of wanted to ask too, like, I'm sure mistakes happen. Yeah. You're human. Yeah. (laughs) How often does that happen? If you have some kind of number, like once a week, once no. a day, something like that, like what does no. that look like, and this, how do you kind of rectify it, it, that? It doesn't happen that often. Okay. Um, like I'll give you an example. I have a client that came in. He came in after work, works construction, mm-hmm. and he's falling asleep during his haircut. And I was like, "Hey, man, I'm almost done with the haircut." Mm-hmm. And he's like nodding. Yeah. 
moving. Yeah. Hey, wake up. I've been doing this for like nine years. Yeah. Wake up, dude. I'm going to mess your haircut up if you if you keep doing that. Right. And uh, sure enough, dude, he nods one more time. And they're like, as, I, as his hair goes down, my clipper goes up, like on the side right here. Yeah. And it's like very fixable. I, can, I know his haircut and, and he wasn't mad about it. Right. And that one didn't bother me. The only ones that really bothered me that eat me alive is when like I could have prevented that. It wasn't their fault. Right. Yeah. That one isn't seemingly on you, right? You try to wake them up, that kind of thing. That I mean, they yeah. fell asleep. That's I have to finish the work. Extenuating circumstance. There. And most of the time he is falling asleep and it's usually fine. It's just that time, you know, when yeah, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. And I think that's something that, at least for me, like when I got my hair cut at other places, they would make a mistake or something mm-hmm. I didn't want. And then I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Personally, I just wouldn't go back. But you, you have a really good kind of, I don't know, not tactic, strategy where it's like, if you do something different, like you very might make sure that this yeah. is okay. Yeah. Do you like that? Is yeah. that good? Too yeah. long, too short? What yeah. happened here? They don't ask. Okay. And, and, <laughs> and if somebody tells you that, it, yeah, it's fine, doesn't mean that they're telling you the truth. Right. And I can imagine that happens a lot. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 it's good. And what helps me is I'm paying attention to your nonverbal cues. Yeah. I've like, there's this book I read on it. It's like a, I think he's like an ex FBI agent or ex. What everybody is saying. Is that what it's called? Joe Navarro. Is that it? It it sounds right. He, he like seeing that people are lying. Yeah. yeah. uh, It's that one. He's looking up, like Mm -hmm. he's teaching you, like, look for the cues. Yeah. Yeah. I read the same thing. And they're like subtle cues. Very subtle. It goes from like feet to to head. Yeah. How they're facing all that stuff. And they're micro expressions. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to train yourself to look for those things. Yeah. Pick up on that. Yeah. Because like when I'm giving them a mirror, I'm not asking them, hey, is this good enough? Right. That's not the question. I'm No. It's more like, here's a mirror. Go ahead and look at it. It's first time visit, right? Right. Um. Go ahead and look at it. If you want any adjustments or if there's something that we could do better next time, mm-hmm. go ahead and communicate that with me. And if they say, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. How did they say that? Right, right, right. And you have to kind of open them up. So that way, because they're not used to doing that. They're not used to like. I guarantee yeah. no other barber does that. <laughs> so they might not like be comfortable. Nobody's made them comfortable. They don't want to sound like they're complaining. Like, yeah. And that's not a complaint. You're you came here and you want to look good and feel good and you're you know not everybody knows how they like their coffee everybody loves, yeah. knows how they 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 might not know how to explain you know their haircut right so uh, when I'm listening to them I'm not thinking about it as like I'm not translating it to a barber I'm I'm talking to you like a regular person yeah. you don't know what a one is a two is uh, right right a taper. Like yeah, all these terms. Yeah, you don't need to know either. When it's, I consider my, it's like Apple and Android. Yeah, I gotcha. You sit in my chair. This is Apple right here. Yeah, it's gonna make it easy for you. It's gonna be a good experience. It's not gonna be complicated. Gotcha. And so when they do that, and yeah, I agree because I don't know terms either. Yeah, you and there are times where it's just like, hey, like I don't know why I don't like this, but sure. So how do you kind of crack into that? Like, what questions do you answer for that? Is like. Do you just go very simplistic? Like, hey, is, is this just like too long, too short? Like what, what's happening here or that kind of thing? Well, first of all, I ask you what, how you wear your hair. And like, is there a problem that you usually have that uh, you would like to be solved? Yeah. 
Is wow. there like certain areas, certain things? Do you have like a, an air? Are you doing this because you're trying to conceal like a receding hairline? Is that why you're asking for this? I mean, we cannot, we cannot dance around it. Like, I need to know why you, you want this cut yeah. certain way. If it is, if there is a, an issue like that. Wow. I love how psychological it is, honestly, because it's those questions will never, ever come out of any other barber, in my opinion. Like, they're so intricate mm-hmm. right off the bat. And so, like, um, yeah, like, yeah, very intricate questions. And, they just are. Like, and, you have to think about the answer. And, and, and sometimes, though, you might not be comfortable telling me that. Right. So, I can imagine that happens somewhat a yeah. lot. So, like, if you're, um, let's say you got a receding hairline and you comb it a certain way, do I have to leave certain amount of hair there? Yeah. Does did that last person cut it too short in that area? Did right. they leave it too long where it's just too much hair? Um, or or the way you've been asking for it. Does this let's say a hair you ask for a haircut a specific way, but you have issues with it? I'm trying to find a way where we can solve those issues and still be really nice. I see. Does anyone like say like you know I, back in the beginning of this we're like okay I don't know what I want just do whatever you want. To my hair, that kind of thing. When we go back to that situation where they're like they have no clue, they're just like, just do something. I just want to change it up. From that, where do you draw upon for that? When do they you ask say, when, yeah, when they say I want, I, let's say I've never cut their hair, and they're like, just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I'll ask them, what do you normally get, mm-hmm. and are you normally happy with that? Okay. So that way, if they are normally happy with it, and what have you ever done different? Right. Because I want to know your comfort level of change. Makes sense. And then I can change it slowly increments because you got to have the confidence to wear. Even if it looks good, doesn't mean they they are going to wear it like that. Right. Just because you like it, you know, yeah. as a professional or, barber, yeah. maybe they just don't like it that way. Somewhere yeah. Else. They're yeah. not comfortable. Not that yeah. like it can. It looks really good. And other people can. We'll say the same thing. But yeah. to them, it's like, ah, it's just not my style. Whatever yeah. it is. I get that. Now, so I, I want to talk a little bit more about like trends. Like there's hair trends all the time. Yeah. I mean, it just comes and goes. It seems like it's going quicker and quicker these days. But same thing is like, I remember like 90s hair, you can very easily see what 90s hair, early 2000s hair, 2010 and now, right? There's very clear differences. Yeah, do you like ever draw upon those trends? Like when someone says that, when they're like, hey, just do whatever, you know, I just want it to look good. And I think there is more timeless hairstyles now where yeah. it's like kind of like my hair right now where it's yeah. like short on the side, yeah. long on top. That seems pretty timeless, I, right? I, like, no matter what, that should look good. I, I think it's going to be timeless. I think. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm assuming, like... Because we, we could only look at that in the back, and when they were in 90s, they weren't thinking, oh, this is going to be for the 90s. They weren't thinking that's that. That's a good point, yeah. Maybe, like, in the 70s, like, like afros are in forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe not. Maybe not, yeah. Yeah. I get you there. But do you ever draw upon those, like, current trends and being like, hey, here's what's going on now. Like, maybe this would work for you or no? Uh, Well... I guess so. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I don't know how to answer that. Fair enough. I, I don't think you do personally. I think oh, you have a very personalized service. So I don't know if you would just go like, here's what everyone else is doing. So let's do that to you. No, yeah. No, I'm just trying to figure out what looks best for your head. Not not like what's trendy. Yeah. Now if we can incorporate what is trendy to what looks good for you. Sure. Do a little mesh then. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't definitely don't want to do something that's inconvenient to ha- wear. Because mm-hmm. there is like certain like the. Fury, that that movie Fury. Yeah, yeah. And they were combing the slick back, and th- that was like a trend, like for a moment. A bit, yeah. yeah. And I learned uh, from that trend, it helped me like evolve and like develop too. Yeah, because um, if you're doing all these different kind of hairstyles, again, that's just adding to your repertoire overall. No. Yeah, or like you're trying different techniques. So now when 
like I am doing a haircut that's gonna look best for you. The, I took a little piece of what we used to do from that haircut and over here and yeah. and kind of molding it to, it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. For your head. Cause some clients they have no idea what they get. They just know they sit in the chair. And if they go somewhere else, they don't know how to explain that. Yeah, that makes sense. And what do you what do you think of like these crazy kind of things that I'm seeing? People are like burning hair, using samurai swords to cut hair. You ever seen those stuff? It's just for show, just like Saul Bay does this yeah, right exactly. there. Exactly. It's, it's just like, for show. It's <laughs> so not nothing like nothing crazy. Like, what do you think of that just as a professional barber? Because I I know for a fact you would never do that. No, I, well, I can't imagine it's it not practical good for your hair either. Like, you can't burn your hair, right? That can't be good. No, that's not cool. <laughs> it may look cool at the yeah, end yeah. but like i, I that doesn't uh, seem like a good imagine your everyday person comes in and you just pull out the torch and you're gonna yeah. burn them it's like what, like, like, what is it? it can go wrong so yeah. fast yeah, liability like machetes and like samurai yeah. so like what's the point like clippers do it just it's you, safely you, like, you gotta be in a controlled environment to do something like that and yeah. you're gonna do it because it's a cool trick but yeah. the fire thing yeah. uh, if there is something about it i don't know but mm. I'm not going to be doing that. Is that like a thing I don't know about? Like, you know how there's like flair bartending, like making a drink, but they're doing it all crazy. Is that like, a thing I in mean, I guess. I mean, you can put that in that category. I guess it's flair, right? Kind of. I mean, it is flair. Literally, yeah. it's fire. So. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like different tricks. There's, I, I noticed the trend in like videos, like they're using a lot of paint. So it's, mm. they're emphasizing in certain areas. Yeah. And like from a artistic point of view, it's really cool. Yeah. Other than that, it's just kind of like eh. your everyday person's not going to wear it. So, like, all these people think that all like if they're becoming new barbers, their goal is to be that, yeah, very different, very specialized, and like, yeah, that's like craziness. the paint and stuff like that. But your everyday person, that's not an everyday, like, right? Yeah, how many clients actually want this? Yeah, yeah, I mean, unless you're only looking for those type of clients, yeah, but I also want to make a living off of it, yeah, exactly. And your lawyer is not going to go in and have all the color and stuff like that yeah they gotta have some yeah. professionalism fair enough yeah and so yeah well on the same vein with that kind of flair bartending and so forth and you know doing crazy stuff i kind of want to talk about like flow states because i see is what you're doing as art like it does yeah. that's what it seems like do you know what a flow state is no it's kind of when you you feel it like i don't know like musicians say like it's like in the pocket kind of thing plenty plenty of people say specific things but they, it's basically a moment of just like you're in this fully involved in this experience and time like fades away. You're just kind of completely involved. You're not second guessing yourself. You're fully confident. You're just kind of flowing. You know what I mean? You're just kind of doing your thing. Do you ever feel like that when you're cutting hair or is it a little bit more technical and like logistic in a sense? Or do you do truly feel like at times like, yeah, like this just feels good. I'm just talking with my client and like I'm just kind of vibing yeah sense. i mean i i feel like i have a good day almost every day <laughs> yeah see that's why i think you're such because it seems like at least from outside looking in when you're cutting my hair it does feel like you're like entering in these kind of flow states these yeah. kind of states of like you know you're not really thinking about anything outside of this you're very involved yep. and you're just kind of focused and doing your thing and you're not second guessing yourself i, I, I don't want to answer the phone right i don't want to like be distracted you be wanna, distracted you're, just, you're in it i want to focus on what's where what's going on in front of us i don't want to watch the game yeah on tv right. if you want to watch it that's cool and I just, i'll just cut hair that's fine yeah. but if you want to be involved with me and cut hair and get a haircut and talk to me yeah. you're my main focus with the haircut and the conversation i see 
so the conversation thing is obviously we've been coming back to that a lot. Obviously, you like you're a more interpersonal kind of yeah. barber. My bad, if I keep coming back to that, it's just no, that's no. important to me. Like, it is important because I want to ask like. With the activity of like, let's say you were like put in AirPods and just like listen to music and cut hair, is that enjoyable to you, or is really the I enjoyment from no, the conversation? I, uh, it's not just the conversation. It's I'm using my senses to cut your hair, and like right. if I'm listening to music or the TV, yeah, like you're missing out on something. I'm like so when I'm cutting hair, there's some things that are not all visual, but they're sound. Mm-hmm. So like you can hear that. Yeah, 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 and. That overall, the whole picture, it's like it makes like quality so much better. It's like if you zoom in and use a magnifying glass and you're doing those little things and then when you zoom out, you can see the whole thing. Right. That's kind of what that is for me. I see. I want to hear what I'm doing, not just seeing what I'm doing. Oh, man, that's so cool. Yeah, again, like the way you're talking about all this stuff, it's not something that I don't think most barbers are saying. And the way the clipper sounds. Yeah. Does that change something? Yeah. Yeah. Like I need that clipper to be properly lubricated mm-hmm. and you have to understand the sound of that clipper when right. it's working at its optimal performance. And I only want these clippers to be working like, cause if, if I want this haircut to be at that speed that I want it to be done at a you know, reasonable amount of time, not being rushed or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And the quality of the haircut to come out amazing these clippers also have to be running at their peak performance. And one way is understanding what these are, the clippers are supposed to sound like. Wow. They have like a certain buzz yeah. and they can have too much oil. Or they can have little oil. They got to be right there at that sweet spot. Man, <laughs> the way you're talking about this. Yeah. It really does sound like an artisan with our craft. Like that's really what this yeah. is. Like you got to make sure your tools are like sharpened and perfect and yeah. everything needed. And then so you can do the best work yeah. art possible. Yep. Yeah. I love it. It, it bothers me. Like I have to, I go get my clipper service twice, like well, every two months. Oh yeah. All the like time, huh? I drop them off. So I have a second set that I'm still cutting here with. Yeah. And while those are getting serviced and then I'll rotation. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, what do you think for, again, I kind of want to come back to newer barbers and like focus in on the early part of the journey. What are the biggest pitfalls that you kind of, did you fall into any, first of all? Like when you first started, did you fall into any pitfalls that looking back on it, you're like, that was kind of a waste of time or that should have been done better? Is there anything that comes to mind for that? Uh, can you give me like an example of like what, like that would? I don't know. Maybe like, it really depends. It's so specific of a world that I'm not in, so I wouldn't know. But maybe, I don't know, like maybe not asking questions enough or, you know, not specializing your service or quitting too early or well, not marketing. I, I mean, I didn't know, like, if I'm asking the right questions or not. That's stuff that's just been fine-tuned over time. Mm-hmm. More like just, like, knowing your value, like, sooner. Yeah, yeah I think that'd be huge. I, I, <laughs> your problems are so good, it seems like. You know what I mean? Like, you got good at this really quickly, it seems like. Yeah. And your problems that you're dealing with are, like, good problems to deal with, which is really nice. Rather than, like, what is probably, like, a worse barber has to deal with very separate, not fun yeah. problems. I, I think what, okay, what also helped me out is that I had not just great clients or great support. We have people letting me cut their hair, but also being surrounded by people that are willing to share their knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's pretty huge, yeah. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, I think community is pretty important for any kind of thing that you're trying to get good at as well. Yeah, did you have that? I know you and your brother had it together. So were you guys kind of 
feedbacking off each yeah, other. Yeah, we'll feedback each other. He's also a hard worker. Yeah. If not, probably way harder worker than me. Mm. Yeah. But he also has kids, so I think it's a different Yeah, priority different list thing. kind of thing, yeah. So, like, I I met this barber back when I was in community college. I didn't know he was a barber. Had him in a class, and I seen him inside the gym. Yeah. I didn't know he was a barber yet, all right? I come up to him because I recognize him from the class. Mm. And, like, my whole goal was to get him to let me cut his hair. Gotcha. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of, like, like laughs, smirked, and he was like, dude, I'm a barber. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> you want to learn how to cut hair, come watch me cut. I'll teach you. Yeah. In Avondale. That's why I started working in Avondale. I see. And wow. What crazy happenstance. Yeah. And I, he gave me an open invitation. I took him up on it. I don't know. Like, I went shortly after. Mm. And I was there all day from open to close. Yeah. Learning, processing. He, I was right next to him, and he was open to tell me everything he was doing that's amazing and i was just watching him the whole time i wasn't on my phone i was my main focus was to watch him cut hair yeah. learn do everything you can yeah interesting i had a similar experience with uh not me i was getting a tattoo and the tattoo artist excuse me had a, an assistant there was just helping them out the entire time i'm like what a great experience like yeah so I mean, first of all she's an amazing thing like your quality of barber is like her quality of art you know what i mean yeah like amazing quality art and same thing i'm like why don't people do that more like an apprenticeship in a sense you know what i mean like learn everything you can out of this professional and then like try it on your own at yeah. that point i think that's a great way to go mentors in a sense right community so so he also told me he goes dude I, i've always invited people over here to you know to watch me i'll teach him how to cohere but not everybody takes me up on that offer or not everybody has stayed here as long as you stayed here. They'll come in and watch me do a couple of haircuts and mm. then they leave. Right. I stay there open to close. Yeah. Just want to see. And he's like, when you're done with school, you can come over here and work. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that means a lot to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's dedication. Just being there open to close, not being paid for it. Literally just yeah. there to learn. And, and I'm also not paying for that either because right. nowadays nobody's gonna give out that information for free there's a few people that will but everybody wants to get paid for that which is fine you know like if somebody if you want to pay and somebody has you're gonna benefit it kind of speeds up your learning right um but i I was very fortunate enough to like met him at very early stage of my career Mm -hmm. and he was open to me cutting his hair yeah that's a great i mean learning how to cut hair to cut it yeah. yeah that's an amazing opportunity honestly yeah that's incredible yeah, I think that is needed. I, so going to that as well. So like you're now working at that barbershop, right? And then were you filled up schedule-wise? And then you're like, I can do this on my own? No. Not no, even near? No. We had some clients. I remember Sunday was like busier because just hmm. everybody was – most places are closed on Sunday. So yeah. – and then you start getting – so as soon as I cut their hair, I'm like, hey, I'm here Wednesday through Sunday. I'm this time to this time. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I made sure I told everybody yeah. when I work. And when, you know. And that like, was that, yeah. And like I did that with everybody. I did not mind repeating myself all day, every yeah. day, telling everybody. Still. Yeah. Like that's, I'm making sure you, you weren't here for the conversation. So I want to repeat it again. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you have to do those things. Like mm. not everybody wants to repeat themselves all day. Yeah. But I well, You got to do what you got to do though. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the grind. <laughs> so I have a, I have a friend who is a hairstylist as well. And she is booked up for again, weeks like you, like, mm. but she works at a salon, right? Mm. So she's not her own boss, that kind yeah. of thing. They work her 40, 50 hours a week. Yeah. Like it's crazy for her. 
would you say an advice just knowing that alone being booked up? I know it's all return customers as well, right? Like this mm-hmm. is all it's going to see her specifically. Yeah. Would you tell her, do you like, hey, like you could do this on your own, you know, like you have the ability. See, like it's not for everybody. Some people don't want the responsibility of having to pay all the bills and yeah. liabilities. If that's something that's the goal, then that's cool. But it's not everybody needs to do that either. Okay. Some people just want to clock out and not have to worry about it either. That's a good point. Yeah. They don't have to worry about all these business stuff yeah. going into it. It's just like you're there to do the job that you yeah. hopefully love and that's the end of it. Now, what I do advise is I hope you have a good situation where you work at. That person, you guys can set up a good structure. Yeah. And like whether it's like paying how much you pay there, how much they take away from you, like exactly. their earnings. And then uh like can you show up whenever you want? Because yeah. you're not servicing the open public anymore. You're not doing any walk-ins, you're right. only appointments. So you can you move your schedule how you need it to work for yeah. your life. That's yeah. like what I just find that. Because yeah. that's the ultimate goal is when you have your own place, is because you want to do have it that freedom yeah and can you still have that and you can like yeah. if there's places where you, they're going to see your value that you bring and they don't want to lose that so they're going to be open to be flexible with how you yeah want to work yeah fair enough so you just got to find the right kind of uh, situation for you yeah. whether that be on your own or not yeah i get that same with actually speaking of that uh different persons are not the hairstylist but the tattoo art tattoo artist yeah. i was just talking about same deal she was working at a tattoo parlor right not her own boss and she just switched over uh like a couple months before my tattoo to her own thing she mm. fills out her schedule she just pays a monthly mm. rental fee is that like the space oh, leasing the space we, we call it a booth rent yeah but. exactly yeah so booth rent that's what she's doing yeah. and then that's it she just has to pay that and then i i guess all she has to pay for all the stuff as well all the material and so yeah. forth but other than that she keeps everything else like all of it is hers at the end of the yeah. day she charges what she wants yeah like everything like that they and don't have to pay utilities yeah nothing no, like that it's all included it's in all that included one in the, in the booth fee yeah and so and she was telling me because i was curious about this as well because i think this is again kind of that standard route that people go is that they learn a trade yeah. they do it with someone as their boss and then they go on their own and that's kind of just the traditional route and I, I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with that i think yeah. that's perfect but she was saying yeah she was like night and day difference uh first of all i'm getting paid like double right the amount because i can charge my own thing mm. i'm not uh you know if you are making changes you don't have to go and like speak with them yeah no constraints yeah you're doing yeah. what you want and then yeah it's your art your schedule if she wants to take three weeks off she yeah. could, if she wants to take a year off she could yeah. you know what i mean it's that it's like if you if you can't come in that whatever it's like okay well at least i'm not breaking rules with yeah. whatever you're not in trouble yeah exactly <laughs> like that won't happen there's no yeah. strikes against yeah. you it's just like you're running your own business along with their business yep. renting at a booth and that's perfect. Like, I think that's the way we should strive for. I'm not, I'm just not, I'm so avidly against almost like hourly and kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like working for someone for something that is a specific trade that you could do on your own. I'm just, I'm just something against that. And yeah, it may work for them and that's great, but there's just something better in my opinion, a little bit more uncapped financial, but also freedom to doing it on your own and yeah it's scary and i get yeah. that there's nothing i'm not saying it's not terrifying and maybe yeah. maybe it's the worst decision in your life it's possible but i think there's such a uh apt possibility of something being so amazing something okay. life-changing okay but yeah I, I i just think that's the way people should go and you did that very early on yeah. right like you very quickly were like i kind of want to do this on my own 
And yeah, you were scared too, but you still oh, yeah. made the jump. Well, because I remember that we were expressing that to like the people that would, I would cut their hair. I was like, hey, one day I want to open up the barbershop. One yeah. day. One day. Not knowing. We didn't have a time frame. I didn't yeah. think it was going to be that fast. So like one thing I've also like noticed is somebody says they've been cutting hair for say a year. Okay, he's not a newbie anymore. Yeah. I mean, you're still new, but it's only it's Some been a, it's been a year, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like it's more like mileage versus how long. Mm-hmm. So if you're mileage you're, versus how long? Yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's like if you have a, you buy a car, yeah, and it's ten years old, but it's only been driven on the weekends. Yeah. To me, that's still a new car. You're yeah. still new. Mm-hmm. The so, value of the time that you're using. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like when you how many. Uh, services do you have under your belt yeah. for that year like it could be two two different people they've both been cutting it for one year yeah but this person has a hundred services that year and this person has 50 yeah that those two years are not equal not the same at all yeah no and like nobody really tracks that that's true yeah they just say a year yeah right? that the time is the easy one but it's like that yeah. might not mean that much yeah if you're not trying for a year yeah. Hey, if you're not grinding for a year, are you learning? Because you might, you might be worse. You, you can't. You could be learning, but you're. Yeah. It's a different rate than the other person. Yeah. Drastically different. And like me, like so that year and a half doesn't sound like that long, but I might have three years worth of time compared to the yeah. traditional one and a half exactly. years. Especially when you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like an average person, one year is your like the equivalent of like you know five years of work went into yeah, that one. Yeah. Like, well, I want to end on kind of the future. Like where, what is, it seems like you're doing your dream gig now. Yeah. But where does this go? Where does this end in a sense? Like what's the dream scenario for you? Maybe not the dream career, maybe not the dream place to work at, not the dream location, whatever it is. But like, what is the dream situation? Like, what do you think? Like, okay, I don't need to do anything else other than this. I've made it in a sense. What does that look like in your life? Like my next goal. Yeah. Like, cause what you're cutting hair, like tens of times a day, right. For eight to 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's not a forever thing. I'm sure it's not physically possible. Yeah. (laughs) You can keep doing that. Yeah. Your body wears out. Right. So like, what is that next pretty much like conceptual step? Like what is the level up? Is it more personally service? Less time cutting? Like what? Well, I mean, like like? it's, some multiple things and it also speeds it up so like mm-hmm. there has to be another price jump again yeah there has to be even like we've we've spoken about this off camera where you thought i was still on their pricing it even though like, i still think you are currently and uh so like i obviously gotta price it up because it's just there's no more time i have people complaining they can't get in yeah they've been complaining for years even though every time <laughs> i price jump like yeah. um so like i'm already doing it i'm like we 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 had like a meeting once where we're like talking about like retirement one day yeah and i don't want to retire to not cut hair i just want the option to retire so i can right now let's say i'm working 50 hours a week 50 hours is sometimes closer to 60 mm-hmm. um if i already have enough money like into my like retirement fund then I can just slow that hustle down. Mm-hmm. So that way I don't wear my body out. And like, it's like a 10 year plan. Yeah. 
10 years to me is not that long to yeah. like you know to to be in that situation so like just make sure i'm investing in you know find like meeting my financial goals in for gotcha. the future yeah so your kind of goals are a little bit more yeah financially uh motivated in the sense that like, you want to be comfortable enough financially there so that you can work less hours right still cut and still drive but less so yeah like i i can do 30 hours i can like nothing like yeah. 30 hours is like a walk in the park yeah yeah that's true i could even cut those down to three i could do those three those 30 hours in three days i yeah. have Four four days off if I wanted to. If I want, I don't know if I'll ever really not cut hair or like or not grind the way I grind. But I definitely like the idea that I won't have to do that forever. (laughs) Right, I get that, and that makes sense. So, like, well, I mean, did you do you have any thought of like people like cut like famous people's hairs or like that kind of personal service where you're spending you know whatever hundreds thousands of dollars for one singular haircut in a sense? I've met barbers like that. That's really awesome. It'll be cool. To me, as long as a person that's sitting in my chair is a high quality individual that's willing to like pay my worth, I guess, because that's very subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, like if they see the value of what I'm charging and, and my service, that's my goal. Because I still at the end of the day, I still want to attract the like great people. That, and, and if I'm able to make a living off of it and make more money, then that's like what I like. Because I do not want to be miserable Cutting somebody that's famous that pays me a lot of money. I don't like that idea. I see. I, I can understand that, to be honest. Like, I truly get why that doesn't sound super desirable. But it, I, is the end goal also, because you're at a location currently. Yeah. Like a physical location, brick and mortar store. Yeah. Ideally, are you still in that brick and mortar location? Or maybe not that one, but a location? Or are you a little bit more personalized? Travel, like go to their house in a sense or like that. Any interest in that regard or not so much? I mean, we can have a hybrid Okay, yeah, some here yeah. and some there. Yeah. yeah. As long as, like, I'm able to, like, balance those two things together. Because let's say I am working those, like, three days. I can still do the, like, you know, the yeah, On the off days, go to their house or whatever. Yeah, maybe. for it has to be more valuable than being at the location, though. Because I'm really just doing it's a different service. I'm coming to you and it has to cost four times that yeah. for me to do that. So like, but if I'm in that financial decision, you're not looking for people to tell you yes, like, cause you need it. You're doing your, this is what you're offering it and who takes it, takes it. Yeah. Man, that's great. Yeah. I, I think that's a perfect yeah. end. Honestly, on the future note, I think you're obviously doing great work. I'm going to obviously come back to you forever. Like you're, you're my guy. Yeah. As long as you're in help. the state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think you're off to a great, great, great run. You've been doing this for years, over a decade. Like you're yeah. doing fantastic things. And I think whatever the future may be, if it is still that physical location, if it is more personalized, if it is whatever, or just financially, you know, successful in that regard where you don't have to work as much, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you're still going to make quality, and, quality work. And I don't need to work that much. I just choose to work that much because I I've been doing well for myself, mm-hmm. and I don't live like lavishly. Yeah. So like now I just found like a way a goal now when yeah. we met, like and that's what keeps me grind. Now it's like a new like yeah a, a different reason. yeah different perspective altogether yeah. 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 Oh, like that. Yeah. Wake, wake up just a little bit different. Yeah. It's yeah. Like this day is for that now. Yeah. Ten, 10 years from now. And it could be sooner. Right. You don't yeah, know. Absolutely. But I don't not making more money to spend more money. Right. Yeah. You're not buying crazy cars. No. You're not buying bigger no. houses. Nothing like no. that. It's for 
financial security yeah. for the future. Yeah, and to and if I can invest in different ways, and I will, as yeah. long as opportunities are there. Love it. Well, Oscar, thanks cool. so much. Here, a little cheers. Uh, all his information will be in the description. But Oscar, thank you so much for joining. Yep, me. thank you.